Hello and welcome to the third ever audio commentary from Because I've Lost Control of My Life. It's going to be annoying. We're watching more of the reboot. None of you have told us to stop doing this, so you've brought this <laughs> upon yourself. I think they like our misery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a torture porn for them. Yeah, it's just the audio version. Instead of like listening to people scream and being chainsawed, it's just like us going, ugh, ugh, getting more and more annoyed. Whatever ASMR stands for, but of a violent nature, make that acronym. I don't know. Assault Shotgun Monkey Ranch. Assault <laughs> okay. Shotgun Monkey Ranch. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what I'll call this episode. Lost Control Commentaries Episode 3, ASMR of the Annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> so just to de- delay what we're going to watch, because neither of us want to, I recently saw something that came out just a day or two ago. It didn't come out, but the news of it came out, or at least the unveiling the Steam Deck. Steam Deck. <laughs> that's, they're going to listen to this recording and that's going to be the commercial for it. Steam Deck. <laughs> but yeah, what do you think about it? I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to have something that I could actually play my Steam games on besides my old shitty laptop. I got like a fucking giant library every time there was like a bundle or something <laughs> or dis- a Steam sale. Yeah. Just like filling it up, not being able to play them. And when you get those bundles, you get so many games that it's like, how many of them do you just like never play? Yeah, digital hoarders. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. And it'll it would really, really work out for me. I don't really game as much as I used to in the past, but I actually have a MacBook now and uh, I use it for like video editing and photo and audio, of course, for this lovely podcast. But for as good as Macs are for that sort of thing, Macs are awful for video gaming. There's like no games available. And that being said, I had a gaming laptop from from like 2016, which was still good. It still handled Resident Evil 8 that just came out pretty well. But it looks like it's dying. I took it to the shop recently and they're looking to possibly replace the motherboard. At this point, since I do everything else on my MacBook, I may as well get that. I've seen the specs are apparently comparable to like a PS5. And you can use it apparently as a computer, too. You just need like an external monitor. Well, I mean, you could do it just on the thing. But with an external monitor, you've got a computer. Yeah, it's got they're going to release like a docking station or something with it. Looks pretty cool. Would try. (laughs) Would try. (laughs) Would buy. Would buy. (laughs) Oh, God, what can, what else can we talk about to further delay talking about this fucking awful show? Ooh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I've been going to the thrift store. Uh, that's my like my escape in the <laughs> this COVID world that is still going on. Yeah. And uh, lately I've been like, I found like the first 12 volumes of The Walking Dead all together. The comics? I got them for 50 cents a piece. Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> And the comics are really, really good. And then, uh, yeah, I found like uh, a few like Alan Moore graphic novels. I found him. Yeah, I found like the entire Neil Gaiman Sandman series just the other day. Where apparently where you go to Goodwill or thrift stores is where the the rich people drop their junk. It's it's a very weird place because, uh, you know, you go there a lot of times. They won't have anything or sometimes they'll charge too much. Yeah. One time I went in there and. They had like a broken PS3 with <laughs> with a yeah, I was missing parts to it, like obviously, and it was like 50 <laughs> bucks. 
There were like, and then like dents in the top where someone had hit it with a hammer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then I've gone in there and I've bought like, I don't know, I bought shit for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, they had, I didn't get to have it, but, uh, or I didn't get to grab it, but they were doing like a 50% off everything in the store sale. Nice. Like last year, they had an unopened special edition Wii U Whoa. for like 30 bucks. But half off, it was like fifteen bucks. Wow! And that guy could have sold it for like three hundred. That's insane. Wii yeah, U, that's a system. <laughs> other times they'll just completely overprice things. Like you'll get a Wii with nothing <laughs> for like forty bucks. And like obviously, I don't pick those up. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got a GameCube for eight bucks. That was like a cool deal. I think I even mentioned it on the show. Yeah, they're just neat, or you just think they're neat. Just, I still haven't sent you any image of Marge Simpson holding a GameCube saying, I just think they're neat. What a slacker here. Th- that reminds me, uh, do you remember the flea market in our hometown? Yeah. That's, uh, I remember there was this one little old lady in, the, in this one back room. She had like a million VHS tapes. And they were all, even for that time when they were still making new VHS releases relatively consistently they were still overpriced for used and you found a pete and pete vhs and i think it was for like six bucks and you were like explaining to the the, the little old lady about how excited you were to find it. and she's like oh how about twenty dollars then and i think <laughs> it was like i think she was like half serious that she was like damn i could have ripped them off and the thing about that lady is she was always there and every time I would go back to look, it would always be the exact same movies because nobody ever bought her shit because it was too expensive. <laughs> cool flea market, though. I think that was the only time I ever went there. And maybe for some reason, you and I were actually up early and we're like, let's go to the flea market. I'd, I'd love that kind of thing, though. I yeah, that's why I go to the thrift stores. That's uh, we used to go to Goodwill when we were in college, too. We found that speaking of old video game systems, we found that Dreamcast, but it didn't have any cords or controllers or anything. It was just like the console itself. I still want to murder us for (laughs) for not just picking it up, even though we didn't have like enough money to eat regularly. (laughs) I mean, you could have had an expensive paperweight. (laughs) And by expensive, I think if it was five bucks, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I mean... Shit, I'm still looking for I would love to find an N64 again. Yeah, that would be a good find. Um, I have a question for you. What is the thing that you think you regret the most not picking up at a thrift store or flea market? I have two. Shit. I I mean, I got to say the Dreamcast. I mean, I could have yeah. got the cords for it. And these days I don't pass up things that I really want very often unless they're like ridiculously priced and then I don't regret it too much. We're also not starving nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? For me, uh, at the flea market in our hometown once, obviously we mentioned in the past, uh, you mentioned it in high school. Well, actually, maybe this was on the one versus the one V one podcast with Celeste where uh, you mentioned in high school how I looked like Tommy Pickles with my spiked hair and I had a camera and everything. Around that time period, I went to the flea market in our hometown and there was a video camera for sale with an attached like editing deck for like 20 bucks. And I had no money on me. Like I was just there. Maybe. And if I did, I had like a dollar. And I was like, look, I want this. Like, I will come back to get it. And I and I was like, I will be back next weekend. The guy was not there, was never there again. Uh, Yeah. So that could have been uh, pretty cool to have. And then the other thing is a little bit more frivolous. And you may have been there when I found it. This was at a Goodwill, also in our hometown. There was a full body wetsuit for $20. (laughs) 
So I and it fit me perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um also also we discovered at a Goodwill how good you look in a vest. Yeah, that's I guess that's another thing. <laughs> that brown leather vest. On Which, it looked great on you. You put it on as a gag. And then our friend Brent and I were like, wow, that actually looks really good on you. <laughs> Get like a peasant's blouse. <laughs> Just look like you're in a folk band. Yeah. You hang out with Devendra Banhart. That weirdo. But yeah, Goodwills and flea markets. Good stuff. <laughs> oh, boy. So the moment you've all been waiting for out there. Episode three of the reboot, which is Tale of the Dogbot and Jonathan for a day. To begin, make sure that you are at zero on your Paramount Plus or your Amazon channel. And make sure it's after the Paramount Plus and the Nickelodeon logo have already passed by. So it should say 02237. You might want to watch this beforehand. Uh, that depends. We probably won't focus too closely <laughs> on <No>. it. <laughs> as our past commentaries have said, or as have uh, shown. So I will count three, two, one, and then I will say press play now. And when I say now, hit play. So are you ready, Adam? Yes. Okay, so three, two, one, press play now. Gotta mention in every one of these, uh, this intro, it's a good intro. Yeah, we got uh, Grandpa doing yoga very quickly. Like, Just not uh, how you do it, misses the point. <laughs> he's gonna hurt himself. Because he's elderly and that's not how you do yoga. It would hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> it would hurt anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, a, go, sorry, go ahead. An old timey picture of pos possibly of Grandpa Lou's dad is in like black and white. Oh, I didn't see that. Shows how much I'm paying attention to it, I guess. Yeah, I'm guessing it's not him, though, because uh, what he would have been young whenever there were color. There was color photography and he was a hippie, so. Yeah, look clean cut like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, Tale of the dog bot. First person view from Spike. I like the little reference to the, the the bug there. Unfortunately, it didn't end up on his nose for Tommy to almost eat. He's got like a his nose looks very rubbery, like uh, it's got like realistic dog texture, but unrealistic dog nose shape. <laughs> it's like a clown nose with dog texture. Like, if your dog had a nose like that, he'd have to go to the doctor to get, like, a tumor removed. <laughs> and we hope none of you have to do that for any of your dogs, because we love animals. And that's why I hate this dog. <laughs> it's, it's not the little things. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's they're, they're, This show occasionally has nice little touches, um, but the overall stories and uh, everything are just... Ugh. So, uh, here, Dee Dee and... Chaz are planting rhubarb and there's like a joke after Stu leaves to go build uh, build something. He gets an idea and they say, but Stu, it takes three people to plant rhubarb. And I just don't fucking know why. Yeah, why? <laughs> well, I mean, like they're joking or they're supposed to be nerdy or something. They're supposed to be like following instructions to the T or something else. That's yeah. uh Millennial stereotype. But they found I don't on a blog. I just don't understand it. 
No, and this is actually, I don't know how the fuck I remembered this, but it's the second reference to uh, Stu's dog, Mookie. Yeah. And I do I, like that Stu is inventing still in, in the garage here instead of the basement. That's that's all fine. Uh, I prefer uh, Chester, who slept in a rotted out tree stump. <laughs> that was Pop's dog, though. Yeah, I know. So it, what, uh, Stu had barbecue chip crumbs on his fingers while he's inventing, apparently. That was kind of a slightly humorous joke. And kind of a slightly humorous joke is about as good as it gets for this reboot. At least uh, for the first five episodes. Maybe they got the garbage out of the way and it'll get good after. One they, got two super, they got two superhero episodes coming to us. And this is the second dog-related episode. Yeah, there's probably going to be another dog one, too. I have enough potty-related mm. issues with Chucky. I mean, not just dog-related, but new dog-related. Yeah, it's... Well, I can't... Uh, I, I wish that that... that short with um spike waking tommy up had become a full episode of course then again maybe the reason that's good is because it didn't overstay its welcome that is my favorite thing that the reboot has done i genuinely really really liked that i thought it was a very cute segment yeah uh i didn't like it as much but i was just being nitpicky no you're that's that's fine you're allowed that and also we see that's the second appearance of a possum out in the yard I'm a little bit Chuck- ahead of that, but I saw the possum. God, Chucky without his glasses. He's got little beady demon eyes. <laughs> Were his eyes like that in the original series? He did have little small eyes in the original series, but they didn't look as fucking creepy. <laughs> it's the 3D dead doll eyes. Of course, yeah. then again, when he has the glasses on, it almost looks like it's like paper animation, but only inside the frames of his glasses. Yeah. And so uh, we got Dogbot here, who Stu has built for Chucky for some reason. I don't remember. I, I believe exactly I believe Chaz it's thing. allergies of uh, Chaz. Uh, Why don't they just get a hyperallergenic dog? Isn't that what people do? Yeah, get a bald dog. Get a bald dog. <laughs> <laughs> get a dog with a very bad case of mange. <laughs> no, that's not funny. Don't let your dogs get mange. No, it's not good. We love animals. But, um, yeah, Chucky actually likes Dogbot for a little bit, and I think I complained last time that, you know, they could have just kept Dogbot. I mean, they didn't have to have him around all the time. Just make Stu program him to be more chill or to be able to be turned off. Yeah, I, I was just thinking to myself, how would they um, have the conflict if they didn't have to get rid of him at the end? But that's one way you could do it. Also, it appears that um, Chaz's yard is just attached to the Pickles house because they literally just rolled through the gate from Chucky's yard into the Pickles yard. Yeah, they like all live like right next to each other now, I believe. Like, I'm, I, I like my friends, but I don't know if I want to live next door to all of them and have to see them <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah. That's how good of friends oh, they hey. are. Yeah. Um, though I do I do wish that we all still lived closer together. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I do hate uh, economic migration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is what I am I in mean, the middle of. Yeah, what I have to do, what I had to do, and what my wife had to do. Yeah. The dog bot's a creep with his red robot eyes. Yeah, and he, uh, <laughs> he's I think I kind of laughed and I didn't expect him to just start like having an alarm sound when he was looking out the window. (laughs) 
still. Uh-oh, I'll be right there. <laughs> Are we just going to mystery science theater this and make them talk? <laughs> That's Ooh, one I'm way we I'm can do it. I'm a dog's butt. Here you go, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> a dog with jelly bean turds. Chucky could develop a fear of metal. He might even wear bases or bake toast. Does the dog make toast? Is that what that reference is? <laughs> I guess so. I think Chucky we were talking about this episode. I'm sorry, go ahead. Chucky might start eating real dog turds. <laughs> More like Phil and Lil. Um, although they, they seem to be all disgusted at the thought of the dog pooping, and then it was jelly beans and they were excited. So that's a bit uh, out of character for them as they've been uh, shown as even more disgusting in this reboot. Um, but no, what what I do like that Tommy's diaper came off. I don't know what it is. Like that's that's as a running gag in this uh, reboot show. Like that can sometimes be funny. Um, my favorite, of course, being when Tommy just randomly tosses it out of the playpen. But no, as I was trying to say, what um, I wish they had done with this episode, and I believe we discussed this, was make it more like the Mister Fiend episode of the original series. Yeah, like uh, where he's just he's bad the whole time or at least uh, they're annoying the whole time. They did they did like a little segment where it was good to have him. Yeah. Or or where at least Chucky liked him and that kind of makes it sad. Yeah, it, it's like a, a friendship ending or something. Also, we got a Rugrats bird there. Yeah, not even just a friendship, just like throwing away a friendship when they become like uh inconvenient it's like the the or like the even related to toys it's like when you go to like a thrift store and you see stuffed animals there there's something sad about like a stuffed animal just yeah. left behind <laughs> okay this is like probably my favorite joke of the whole episode after after they play tug of war with reptar oh reptar's all yucky now i can live with it does that mean Dogbot has drool? I thought there was like green drool on it. Yeah, I don't know. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Who the fuck knows with this show? You can't even tell what things are <laughs> in this. Like, yeah. Uh, fucking mud doesn't look like mud. Okay, this is another decent joke here where uh, Chucky's sitting there talking about how he used to have fun with all his friends and he'd like sit and watch them have fun and that was fun for him. Yeah. And he's sitting there talking, and then Chaz hears it, and he's like, uh, what does he say? He's he just hears it as babbling. He's like, yeah, my he poor, sad little man. Uh, that that was a great <laughs> cut, too, because like you, you hear it, it smoothly transitions from Chucky talking to himself to the babbling as Chaz would hear it. That is a nice touch. That is a good joke. So Dogbot is just, uh, or so, yeah, Chaz it's... is an oboe player. I think my first time through, this was my favorite of the five. Okay. Um, I, I just know, uh, you know, I enjoyed some of it, and I think I was starting to come around, but the rest of that season just kind of meh bugged me. I, I don't know. I I know this isn't for me again. Like I think I yeah. say, I say that all the time. It's not for me, so I don't like begrudge it existing. No, no. But I, if we, we've got this show, <laughs> and it kind of forces our hand. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's 
that's a very good point of view to say this is not for us. Um, the old show was for us and remains for us. <laughs> and I don't I, I do think that it's not just because of nostalgia. It is genuinely a great show. And the fact that they intentionally made it for adults as well as kids helps its longevity. But um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I think that like an adult would buy like a. You know, uh, one of the voice actors, a drink over the old show <laughs> over this one, they'd be like, who are you? Or uh, <laughs> or it'd be something other than Rugrats since they hired celebrities. Oh, God. I just think back to our, our good friend, Michael Bell. And <laughs> yeah, our good, our best friend, our Michael best Bell. friend, Michael Bell. We got to have him back on the show sometime. Can you imagine doing an audio commentary with him of this fucking show? <laughs> just want to murder us. <laughs> He's like, fuck this show. Why, why am I doing this? I, I had no interest in watching this. <laughs> so the joke being there that it ends on Phil and Lil eating poop. But of course, the poop is just uh, jelly beans, sadly. Jonathan and, for a day. Yeah. And here this intro, of course, is from that very first quick clip that they released. Yeah, this is uh, one of the few notes I remember. One of the three notes I remember taking the last time we watched this and we thought we were going to do two commentaries in one night uh <laughs> one of the notes was this was from the preview and the last note was annoyed i don't remember what the first one was anymore yeah when you when you told me that in the regular episode or whatever or the commentary or whatever it was that that really really made me laugh um funny note the first time that jonathan appears in the original series which we will get to eventually his voice was um odo um, from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Um, Ren- Ren- Renee Noir. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's just for the one episode. Yeah, I think later on, I don't know when, Dan Castel- Castellaneta takes over. Yes. So Homer Simpson. Homer Simpson as Jonathan. But I am driving. <laughs> We've got a city council, uh, Charlotte. Yeah. This car looks old. <laughs> Maybe like it's a the, classic. Yeah, probably. Oh, boy. You know, that design of that car actually kind of reminds me of how cars designs were in the original show. Just put it to a 3D model, kind of. Yeah. And when we watched this preview, I think I made note on how, like, vintage all the furniture looked in this place and i yeah. think that that's where i was like oh yeah i bet you they're actually gonna do where they're living with grandpa instead of the other way around which i will say is probably one of the better touches that the show has if you are going to update it and Stu and dd as millennials it would make sense like none of us can afford anything <laughs> <laughs> so we just live with our, our elderly parents i mean neither of us do but you know the that's it's common for our generation is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Unfortunately common. So Reptar's got his space helmet, yeah. which is a nice reference so back to the, the uh, Christmas episode. The gift of the Magi little <laughs> short side story they did. Yeah. <laughs> or is that the main story? I don't know. Uh, I it's like those. I, I think it, it's given equal weight to. It's um, just Angelica a being good. 
Yeah, exactly. But or both A's. Not, I don't remember if either one of them takes uh, precedence, but. First episode or f- first reference to the pickles being Jewish here with a Hanukkah reference behind the Hanukkah stuff. Yeah. And the first joke to make me groan, what's a pantry? <laughs> oh, my groin. <laughs> it made me groin. <laughs> um, with apologies to Rich Evans. Oh, my groin. This is a rehash of like the original show of Phil and Lil having enough of each other. Yeah. Like we just watched that episode together at last is basically this same thing. Good timing. Except this is like fuck, I don't know. This is a smaller part of it. Yeah, it's not the main thrust of the story. I mean, it's like a part of the main story, but yeah, like I don't know. They try to replace each other with other people instead of uh, being forced separate to separate. Yeah. I guess that's the main difference. Just a lot of a lot of real quote unquote creativity of the show. <laughs> Phil and Lil are like part pumpkin or something. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin stems coming out of their head now. Yeah, that side view of Phil with his weird little tuft of hair and like the shape of his E.T. head. They should never <laughs> let these babies close their eyes. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to tell you that every single commentary, they like the fucking cave salamanders when they <laughs> do. And I think I even said that. And then I think we made a Star Trek Voyager reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know exactly where we went now. How is it that we made? I think we've made more Star Trek Voyager references on this show than we have to Deep Space Nine, which is the best Star Trek, and Voyager is the worst of the original shows. Which makes, but it, but it makes uh, Picard and Discovery look. It looks amazing next to Picard and Discovery. Yeah, I know. If it came after, it'd be like, oh, this is a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, seriously, a, a huge leap in the right direction. <laughs> oh um, yeah, so so Charlotte wanted to go to a spa. And then uh, <laughs> Dee Dee and Betty are like, well, why don't we just have a spa day at home? And I feel like for as shallow as Charlotte is, that's like, you just fucking ruined her day. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put fucking used, or, uh, leftover guacamole on your faces. What a waste of good guacamole. Yeah, shit. Shit. They're the bad guys here. <laughs> Everyone on this show is the bad guys for being involved with it. <laughs> uh, Phil is doing donuts around uh, Chucky and Lil. He's jealous. His little tongue was flapping up and down. I'd like to think it's not because he's blowing raspberries, but because of the wind of going so fast. This that dog food looks like fucking little cookies and gelatin. Do those, do those, do these cookies, these cookies come from a nice picture with the, the box with the picture of the nice doggy on it? Ah, <laughs> uh, these are dog biscuits, and then she just eats them all. You ate them all. <laughs> Kegs, coughs, disgusting. And of course, Phil and Will are disgusting, so they will eat dog food. We once got a friend of mine in fifth or sixth grade to eat a dog biscuit. Um, 
We did, we did, uh, we were nice to him. We put butter on it and then microwaved it so the butter would melt onto it. And we made him eat it and he actually liked it. <laughs> he was from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I miss Krabby Phil. I miss Phil Proctor. <laughs> I miss Howard. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have to be with Betty anymore. Just they came from some sperm somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I will say that um, as this show goes, Betty is one of the better characters, too. What if they brought Howard back and he was macho? <laughs> <laughs> but he still had his clown hair. Yeah, he's got giant muscles. Like He's like a bodybuilder. His hair almost like is tiered like uh, the muscles of your arm. (laughs) Cut veins. Striation. Oh man, I love Ripped Phil. (laughs) Or not Phil, uh, Ripped Howard. (laughs) Ripped Phil. I was thinking Phil Proctor. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just funny. And it was still voiced by Phil Proctor in the same voice. You're an absurd proposition. Wait a minute. You called me a fathead? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to grind your bones into dust. (laughs) (laughs) And he has like a a brick in his hand and he crushes it. (laughs) I thought you said he has a brick in his hand and he crushes two skulls. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, it would certainly boost the fun of this show. Uh, they just got Cynthia out of the dishwasher. And Phil is saying he's in too deep. What happened to Cynthia? That Did they show? I think she's supposed to be getting a spa in the dishwasher, too. Oh, yeah. A spa right. treatment, rather. You know who get Phil out of this mess? Katsu shot of Lil. Is Chucky exhausted from playing <laughs> with Lil? He's having, like, panic attacks (laughs) i do like that chucky says uh he wants everything to go back to norman because that's an old reference and that's one of my favorite mispronunciation of the babies i like with bob as my witness or witless uh everything to go back to norman the classic yes the statue of lizardy no jerky and here's the thing from the trailer that was like goofy as fuck the weird uh, mud. She's got like cookies on her eyes and she's being <laughs> sprayed with water and not getting wet. I don't I don't think Angelica for her love of cookies, even if she is trying to be like her mother, would let them just sit on her eyes. I feel like she would eat them. Yeah, she loves cookies that much. So wait, how does the mud get on her again? They turn up the hose. <clears throat> it's going up. It's oh, it knocks over a potted plant up there. That's right. A potted plant with enough dirt in it to completely bury Angelica. Yeah. And the little jar looks like a fez or something. Or jar uh, pot. It's like a Mary Poppins pot. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's just a small thing, but I'm annoyed, so I'm what, picky. What was the A plot of this? We were talking about A plots and B plots. <laughs> Suddenly, it's it's it ends with on like Phil and Lil together, but I I was under the impression it was about something else. I don't even know what the that's the thing is. It was the spa and that. <sighs> like they're both the A plot. Yeah, it's that, just. Mm. <sighs> well, anyway, that takes us to the end of that shitty fucking episode. There's. There's a serious lack of understanding of how to end a segment this short. I don't know if this is supposed to be like the way that they write shows for children now or something. Because I know there are like specific structures that you're supposed to write shows like different types of shows or movies like for television. But nothing lands. It's like they don't give anything. There's no time for anything to breathe. There's no jokes that really just like stick with you i i don't know man it's It's, something's off it's even like the it's not vibrant like no there was something about the old rugrats where just looking at it was fun i mean a lot of the time we mentioned just random like shots like of uh for example tommy with with a shit-eating grin like on a stage in front of people who were revealed that he's a boy or even just like Tommy walking around or Tommy being held and having a shit eating grin or in the end of episodes when the camera pulls back like in the barbecue story and we see fireworks. There's like a sense of wonder to it. Is it? It's like too static kind of. And I don't know if that's the CGI, but that's the thing is it the writing is a part of it, too. Yeah. uh, And I know like the biggest, biggest complaint about the uh, pilot episode is it's kind of meandering. But I think even the short episodes are meandering. Yeah, I don't. It, yeah, it, does, it doesn't feel cohesive. Like, uh, I want to know how much time they took on these scripts. Like, did they like, did they just like pound them out because they don't care and they want to get it out? Or is it like a story by committee thing where it's like they've got 37 people writing uh, an 11 minute short and they have to check all the boxes? Yes, yeah, something. I I don't know. And it's. I, I really want to emphasize the fact that when they first announced this, I both of us immediately hoped it was going to be good. It, it, I'm not the kind of person who immediately is like, oh, that's going to suck just because it's new or like a reboot of something. I mean, often enough, that's the case. So <laughs> I don't know. I hope after this initial batch of five episodes, something good can come of it. I, I think there are, are good mom- moments. They're very few and far between. Maybe if they can focus on those and tighten up the stories more. I, I don't know. I want it to be good. I like Rugrats that much. I mean, we're 30 mid 30s idiots doing a show about Rugrats. Obviously, we like the show and want it to be good. And yeah, I mean, we know a lot of people did like it, but shit. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to we're not going to like play nice about it necessarily. It is just our opinion. I, I mean, yeah. maybe we're the assholes, but. I mean, I mean, we are assholes, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, as far as I don't know, more like modern trends. What are your thoughts on? I'm sure you haven't seen it and I haven't either. But the movie Cruella, where they they have to take like a dog murdering lady and like show her side of the story and kind of make her like up. a sympathetic antihero. Yeah. And I know like I know enough about the movie that I know that they kind of change it up and she didn't actually like try to murder any Dalmatians, but 
they had Dalmatians kill her mother. Yeah, I know about this through osmosis. And there are a couple like YouTube reviewers that I follow that have reviewed it. And it's I don't know. It's just like as much as I want this to be good, maybe it should just be something else. Like there's no good back to Cruella. That's another sort of reboot. There's no original ideas. It's just everything is a reboot or everything is a remake or it has to have some kind of connection to something previously. There's I don't know. We have to be sold the things that we liked as a kid because, you know, that means we're going to fuck. We're paying for I'm paying for Paramount Plus to watch this shit. Yeah, basically. Although, to be fair, we're also paying for it for another nostalgic region, region, another nostalgic reason, which is the horrible new Star Trek shows. I thought you were going to say another uh, n- another nostalgic reject. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, that would be true. Apparently Paramount can't get their uh, new their reboots or or spinoffs of old shows right. I will say that I, I uh, what, what, which do you hate more, the new Star Trek shows or this? Depends on the Star Trek show. That's true. <laughs> Just I will oh. say that the newest season of Discovery, I think, got a lot better. It's I don't I still don't think it's like a great show, but it was at least like I'm excited enough to see a new episode. Did they do season four yet? Uh, no, I think I saw a trailer for it recently. Okay, uh, yeah, there's Picard. Picard got great reviews, like, almost universally. Baffling. And I don't know what they're watching. Like, it's boring, it's stupid. Obnoxiously dark. I'm not gonna do my most common complaint, because I know I've already said that, but, like, Jerry Ryan with two guns, two, like, assault rifle-style guns just going out shooting. Yeah. That shit's dumb. They're making it something that it's not, it shouldn't be. Like, I get that a show coming out years after the previous edition is going to be different, and it's going to be updated in some ways, but it's, like, uh, it's not working for me. No, and... I mean, eventually we got to stop giving her money for this shit. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of a a funny story about uh, a movie that you made uh, in my parents' house (laughs) that I was a part of. (laughs) A friend of ours was uh, the main character. And uh, I I played a zombie and I I don't know, it ended in our attic. Well, I guess that part's not important. The important part is that he wanted to shoot two guns like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, all right, when the zombie, uh, which was you and um, was who was the other some actually I don't know who the other guy was. It was one. Of, it was a friend of the person who did makeup for us, which whose name I honestly can't even remember. But anyway, I was like, OK, when they get to the top of the stairs, pull the gun and then act like it's uh, out of ammo or whatever. And whatever my directions were. And the first take, he like pulls out both handguns. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I thought it'd be cool if I had both guns. I'm like, no, one gun. This is not a fucking. This what? isn't Devil May Cry. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Devil May Cry. It's not a John Woo movie. <laughs> God, it's it's just like dumb guy stuff like that. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't it be cool if uh... <laughs> it's like Fast and the Furious, Ugh. which. Which I actually have never seen a Fast and the Furious movie. I haven't either. Um, I'm told they're decent action movies, I guess. But I, I have I have no desire to ever see one ever. All, all I imagine is like cars driving into burning buildings and exploding, <laughs> driving up the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no no desire whatsoever to see any of those. We're judgmental uh, dicks. dicks. We haven't, <laughs> yeah, we haven't... Uh, 
actually watch those, but it just doesn't feel like something that I'd enjoy. I'll leave that to other people to enjoy. Yeah. I mean, they make hundreds of millions of dollars. So, you know, somebody out there's I think they just had like the ninth one come out or something like that. So somebody's watching them. Are they have they done one where like their cars are the Transformers yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, but I I think I I heard that in one in the most recent one, they drop from like space into the atmosphere on cars or something. (laughs) Or that's what people were hoping for that. Maybe that was the joke. I don't know. I don't follow them close enough. Aren't they like age like secret agents or something? I have no earthly clue. Your mission is to drive these secret cars from space (laughs) (laughs) and land without dying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now if the whole movie was them like building up to that and then they like jumped they like drove it off like this the the airplane or whatever and they're falling from high atmosphere and they just crash and died <laughs> i would watch that <laughs> there's like something like catch 22 i don't know if you've read the book it's been a long uh, time the main character they keep upping the number of flights they have to uh do for the war before they can go home like toward the beginning of the book, he's decided he doesn't want to do any more flights because like each time he's closer to, you know, being more likely to die. Yeah. And I'm imagining like uh, the Fast and Furious movies, like <laughs> they're like, I don't want to fucking get in a car again. I'm going to have to fucking <laughs> drive underneath the semi truck <laughs> for like, 10 <laughs> minutes again. I can't do that again. <laughs> I got to uh, retire. God, is it? Could it be that people... Uh, the people that just like cars like those movies like cars and action well that's i like mad max movies but uh, yeah like i uh, oh mad max like fury road was so good it's incredible i went into that skeptical because like all i'd seen of it was like the little cgi like lizard get stepped on oh yeah and like the intro yeah and i'm like oh that looks stupid (laughs) but then it's one of the best movies to come out in like the 21st century and in my opinion it's against all odds it's the fourth movie in a series whose previous film came out 30 years prior to it and the original director came back and somehow it's the best one of all of them and the road (laughs) warrior the second movie exists which is one of the best action movies ever made and Mad Max Fury Road just is like, step aside. I'm going to show you how this is done. The choreography in that movie is so good because I'm not an action movie kind of guy. I kind of like zone out whenever the action stuff is happening. Yeah. And in Fury Road, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Even though it's happening like every second, it keeps escalating. Yeah, well, it, that's part of it. But also there's actual stakes. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like meat. <laughs> <laughs> There's meat on the story. (laughs) I thought you were talking about meat. Damn. (laughs) I wish I'd been talking about meat. But yeah. The the first Mad Max movie when he's just like some cop who won't look at his son. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like a little baby that he doesn't interact with, but bad things happen and he has to get revenge. Yeah, and he gets revenge. It's a simple little revenge movie. (laughs) And it's a great movie. Now, I do not like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. It's going from like a hard, hard R like the Road Warrior to like a PG-13 movie with kids. It's just like, eh, whatever. I don't like it. You you know what other good movie George Miller did? Babe. (laughs) Yes, that is a very (laughs) good movie. That's actually one of my favorites. It's a kid's movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really distinctly in... The Red Letter Media Half in the Bag review of Mad Max Fury Road. They're talking about George Miller coming back to direct 
<laughs> to direct uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And they're, they're, they say something like, it's like a master coming back to the genre, pushing aside all the new directors and being like, hey, this is how it's done. You seen my movie, Babe? <laughs> <laughs> Babe is so good. It's got like a, like a, like a, very classo hair story like uh it's so great it's been so long since i've seen it like i don't even have any conception of what it what it's about other than it's a pig who talks it's Kristen kavanaugh uh doing the voice of babe i mean it's a cute movie that yeah 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 that's definitely a big draw to it but like uh babe is uh i don't know he's bought by a farmer who brings him to his farm and then he uh i don't know he tries struggles to find his place at the farm he falls in with the dogs who are kind of like a a police force hmm. for the for the farm except uh he doesn't quite fit in with them because he does he doesn't want to use like violence to yeah. uh control the other animals and so and he's not quite accepted by the dogs either so you got your outsider main character trying to fit in you got built-in conflict you got a uh... <laughs> A police force <laughs> of beating dogs. down the rest of the animals. Yeah. You got a talking pig. <laughs> you got a talking pig. You got a singing pig. He sing. I don't know. He sings a Christmas song at some point. And you got the director of the Mad Max movies. Yeah. What <laughs> can you asked for. <laughs> you seen my movie, babe? Babe, Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining them all, all these animals like running through the desert. There's like an evil dog that's like coming after all the sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been a par- parody yet or something has like that. Been. Yeah, somebody's probably made some kind of joke about that. We're not the first. At least we don't think so. Yeah, hopefully we are, but it doesn't really matter. We know everybody can connect the dots. Yeah, connect the dots, you sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> Or the dogs will come and <laughs> bite you <laughs> till you get in line. You think we're being metaphorical here until the dogs actually come to your door. You got to find the secret uh, sheep code. It's ba ram you. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we've talked enough about a bunch of other stuff, uh, which I enjoyed a lot more than talking about this uh, episode of Rugrats. This is our third commentary. We decided we got to do it. We got to get them done. It's a duty for our podcast to uh, to cover these um, fucking new episodes on some form. So the commentary is just the easiest way. And it also gives us a chance to talk about other shit and hang out. So we hope you uh, you all enjoyed this. This was actually a lot of fun. Um, even watching something we don't like. It was fun. We'll see you here next week on Because I've Lost Control of My Life. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Tune in Sundays at 7 p.m. to all of your favorite podcasting platforms or go to lostcontrolpod.com for new episodes of Because I've Lost Control of My Life. You can also email us at lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. That's lostcontrolpod at gmail.com. <laughs>